that's the deal. I, I have some experience in eating, and um, I have my master's degree, and uh, I'm working on my PhD, Barry. Uh, you've seen it. You've seen it. And I take you to nice steakhouses. I take you to nice steakhouses. I love you, but apparently you hate me. Last night they told me you hate me. That, that, no, that was Wesley. Apparently you both hate me. Is that true? Is that what he said last night? Listen, I know that favor is obnoxious sometimes, but I love you. I love you. It's okay. It's okay. That's, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get the atmosphere nice and clean. That's what I heard. I said, what did Barry Miracle say? I, I can't believe it. It was only recorded. Good. It wasn't live streamed. No, it's just recorded. Well, Barry Miracle is a dear friend. He comes to my church in Kelowna, British Columbia, and causes a whole bunch of problems, and um, I have to fix them when he leaves. But it's wonderful when he does come. You know, he ministers and releases the joy of the Lord. People's lives get turned around. I'm so happy to be in this house. You know, I've heard so much about it, Pastor. Thank you so much for allowing us to come. I believe we have a word for you this morning. I really believe that. And uh, I, I don't just come because I like meetings. <laughs> I, I go to a lot of meetings. <laughs> I come because I believe there's a deposit here. You know, I, I've come with a specific purpose. Um, I, I don't come because it's a job. I actually don't get paid to do this. <laughs> uh, I, I come because there's actually a release, I believe, of supernatural favor that's going to fall on this region. Yeah. And the word of the Lord that came to me at the beginning of this year, and by the way, we're still in this year, so don't go on to next year. People are like, well, you know, next year's coming. No, no, it's still this year. You know, it, it, it's the season, and, and seasons change. The seasons shift, but you're still this year, and this year, everything's about to change. The Lord told me January, he says, John, everything's about to change. Well, in, in our life, in our ministry, that's, that's what's happened. I mean, we, we've, um, uh, Wesley and Stacy went into uh, retirement they, they, in, in their own way. Of course, retirement for them is doing, you know, 50 conferences a year. Uh, but they've relocated to uh, California, and they still have a home in, in Kelowna, but they've uh, passed the ministry on to Maravik and I. And then we've started a church, and then we started an academy, we started a network, and then uh, I serve on a, an advisory council to um, some, uh, some political leaders in, in the nations. So everything for me this year has turned around, you know, it's just like, and you, and you show up, and you get a double portion, why? Because you believed that things were going to change this year. Now, you've come into a new Jewish New Year. Prophetically, it means that there's a release for you this weekend, I believe, is, is, is going to be such a supernatural breakout unlike you've seen before. Why? Because you can't show up where there's such a, a combining of anointings and not get a release for the breaker's anointing that you need. Good. We're going to have fun this morning, all three of us. But uh, before I get started, I, I am I'm really blessed. You know, my one of my... my my good friends, and, and I really consider him just such a, I actually tell people, I, he might, you know, go all red about this, but I say, I don't know somebody who loves me, other than God, as, as much as Bill Prankett on our board of directors, and you know, when I was sick with pneumonia, I, I, I've just come out of, I, I caught healing, I was catching healing, Bill, <laughs> but I was, I was in the hospital in the States, and I had walking pneumonia. Bill Pranker called me almost every single day, checked in on me, at least texted me twice a day just to check in on me, love on me. And uh, you are blessed because Bill Pranker's in the house. There's no doubt of a pioneer in Canada who has paid more of a price to see the release of what we have in this nation than, than him and his wife. And I want him to come. Would you uh, welcome Bill Pranker as he comes this morning? Just, I, I, we want to talk to you for a moment. 
talk, you talk. I'm glad you got here. I'm glad I got here too. Like <laughs> it was close. It took you a long time to get here. But you're here. The 401 was down to one the 401 was down to one lane last night. They decided to construct it. He said he'd arranged it so him and his wife could have more time together. Isn't that nice? <laughs> well, I do love this guy and um, um, when this conference was planned, I um, you invited me. You, you sent me the dates, and I said, no, I can't because no. I'm – I said, no, absolutely not, uh, because I'm speaking these exact dates at a conference in England. But you've learned how to teleport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really hard to be at two places at once. And um, uh, – but about two weeks ago or so, um, and I, I walk in divine health. I mean, it's amazing. But – I got pneumonia. Mm. Well, I think I got it from you. Well, I thought I got it from you. <laughs> Even though we'd never seen each other personally. <laughs> you, be careful of texting. I mean, it can. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I did what you didn't do. And this was historic for me. I actually listened to the doctor. And I listened to my wife. And I listen to my daughter. Now, somebody said, your daughter works for you. No, no. When you get this age, you work for your daughter. Right. And she's, <laughs> I give her flowers and cards at Mother's Day. She's like my mother. <laughs> and, 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 and she just was harassing me. And because she, yeah, that, that's right. The, what I was feeling in my body was nothing compared to what I was getting from my wife and daughter. So I went to the doctor and uh, uh, got some antibiotics and just did nothing. We we, we canceled the England trip. You talked to me. You did talk to me. I, oh, I did. Well, that's that's something. that's something. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have priorities, and uh, and it really is important. I I learned a long time ago uh, that the importance of having people in your life and having people who have what you want and need. Like and like pneumonia, <laughs> and like anointing, and uh, I value I value relationships. Um, we're, we're none of us are in this to, uh, alone. Um, but the enemy wants to isolate us. But um, you know, together we can we can take back this nation. We can take back the world. I mean, together, and. Uh, and so I made a decision years ago. There were people in my life that I really shouldn't and couldn't have in my life because um, uh, you had to have a shower after you talked to them because they were talking so negative and it was so bad and so awful. But I also knew there were people in my life uh, and I needed in my life um, that I just want to be with because anointing is highly contagious. And when you mix anointings and merge anointings, it's highly contagious. And then you start mixing generations. And, and I, I hang around with young guys because all the people my age are either dead or old. And, uh, and either, either, way, either way, they're not much fun. So <laughs> I hang around with younger guys. And, uh, and one of the things that happened this year was we really connected. We connected three years ago. 
at an Eyes and Wings conference where I spoke in Port Perry, which was a launching of Stephen and, and Becky Carlton and <laughs> Arctic Hope and all that. It's amazing. It was birthed out of that conference in Port Perry. And so that was significant. But you were really busy that weekend, and uh, we didn't get much chance to... We had to, the big Celebrate Canada gala. We had the gala, yeah, yeah, and it was great. Uh, but then this spring, Stephen and I came to Kelowna, and we really really connected and I'm so blessed to have you in my life and I'm so glad you're here. So as soon as he found out that uh, I had, you know, we'd canceled the England trip and the conferences I was speaking at there, he said, well, now you can come to Belleville. Exactly. And, uh, and even my daughter agreed, you know, it was, the, it was because I'm, I'm, I got her permission. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't going to tell her, but she found out and, <laughs> but she blessed it. <laughs> uh, but, um, because uh, I'm totally well and over it, but just they thought the transatlantic trip and the jet lag and that wasn't, really wasn't wise. And uh, reality's never been a strong point with me, but I'm really trying. I'm really trying to learn. So it's, it's good to be with you. But um, uh, I know you don't want to talk about next year, but I'm going to talk about next year. Because I love this year. This is my favorite, but yeah. next year is going to be better. I think so. And um, years ago... Back in the, before you were born, back in the early 1970s, way before, I was way before that, this is another century. Uh, when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're the first. <laughs> you're the first. Um, and I did a trip to Israel. And I thought, you know, that's nice. We'll take a trip. We took a group. And... Uh, Go there, and then that was it. Exactly, exactly, because I thought it'd be nice to do. Um, to say it was life changing was was an understatement. When Gwen and I got to Jerusalem, we felt like we'd come home. Now that's it's crazy because it doesn't look like home, doesn't smell like home, doesn't sound like home, but it, it we felt like we're home. When we left, and particularly left Jerusalem, his city. I said to Gwen, I said, I feel homesick. She said, you're going to have to come back. Uh, last, when we, last summer, last June. Right after me. Right after you, um, we went, and it was my 40th trip. So I, because I have an addictive personality, so I try to keep, <laughs> I try to get into good things. Um, and we went, we went in June because, uh, the government of Israel, the president of Israel, and the speaker of the Knesset, the parliament, had called a, the first Jerusalem prayer breakfast and invited many of us from around the world to come and pray with them for the peace of Jerusalem. And um, it was an honor for me to not only be there, but to, to pray. And they... And you play mountain. Oh, yeah, we do. We, I, I, they gave me 30 seconds to pray at the prayer breakfast. And they, and, and they were, you know, they said there's a guy timing and all this thing. But we want it spirit-filled. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do with 30 seconds. I actually, I actually think I went 36 seconds. Didn't I? Yeah, I went over. But uh, they, they're, they're forgiving. And um, uh, you want Well, but if you if you have a mic, then I won't be able to say as much. <laughs> and um, what what? So over the years, we've taken many many groups. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> we've taken many many groups, and it's been amazing. 
But a few years ago, uh, my wife and I said, okay, we're not going to take any more groups. Uh, we've done that, been there, and it's great. But I decided I would go on what I call a personal pilgrimage every year. And um, uh, w when you take a group, you have no say in who's, who comes. You know, you just, they pay and come. So I thought, I, I want to I pick who I get. So I started five years ago and took three guys with me, worship leader. And that, but I said, we're going to do all the things you can't do in a group. Um, Mount Tabor, uh, Mount of Transfiguration, we're going to climb it because Jesus climbed it with us. And because, uh, uh, you know, when you're just traveling. Just half of them. They're just when, gone. When you're traveling on an air-conditioned bus and you're seeing it way over there and they point, that's Mount Tabor, Mount of Transfiguration. I'd say every year, I'm going to climb that. I'm going to climb that because it looked like a little hill over there. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> it's not a hill. No, it's, it's, it's serious. And, uh, and so we did that, and we climbed up in the caves where uh, David hid, and that's pretty serious. And, it take, and we spent a day up there just worshiping and, and all of that. And when so, did you do this? Uh, I've done it for five years now, every year. Stephen came with me, and uh, our pastor from Naples. Did he make it up Naples. the mountain? Well, he, yeah. I, I encouraged. I had to encourage him. We, good, good. Okay. I, I slowed down a bit for him, and a uh, uh, <laughs> little pressure because all the guys that come are, you know, they, they you. think they're in better shape than I am. And so, but in the winter now, Gwen and I, we have a great church, uh, home church in Ottawa, Peace Tower Church, great pastors. In the winter, we spend most of the winter down in Florida, Naples, oh. Florida, because we're not stupid. <laughs> and, uh, and I come and go a bit, but we're very involved at a great church down there. And our pastor, uh, Greg, who is uh, just a phenomenal guy, one of my best friends, and uh, uh, besides you, of course. Of course. Yeah. And uh, uh, he came to me last um, spring sometime, or maybe February, and said, uh, I want to take a trip to Israel. I want to take a group. There's a lot of people in the church want to come, but I will only go if you come with us. And I heard myself saying, yeah. Oh, no. And then he said, do you think Gwen would come? And we both said, we're never going to do groups again, tours again. And because um, it's, it's different, you yeah. know. And so. There's people. <laughs> well, it's great. But, I mean, you're on a schedule and you're with them and, you know, all the time. And you give yourself. And if people pay to come, then you're going to be with them. So um, I said, well, let's ask her. And we went over. And she said, yeah. And so we decided we would. And, and so, lo and behold. Immediately, now we're planning this for a, over a year. A year from, from now. now. Mm -hmm. October 2018, early October. And that's the best time to go to Israel, well, they say. Listen, it's not only the best time, but next year Israel celebrates its 70 years of being a nation. Very come significant. On, come on, And so to take, to take people to pray for the peace of Jerusalem in Jerusalem on the 70th anniversary and to bless Israel. Because all I know is if you bless Israel, you're going to be blessed. If, if you that. bless the people, you're going to be blessed. And so we, we decided, well, let's do it and see if anybody wants to come. It, it's quite amazing. It's over a year. And so many people have, uh, we thought, let's just say we'll take 50 people. Well, almost immediately, over 50 people signed up and paid. <laughs> and so a year. One lady said to me in a meeting, she said, we're all coming. I said, who? Our whole family, five of us. And she said, um, I, call, I called the, you know, Dale Sherwood, who organizes our trips in Toronto, and uh, uh, she said, well, just send in. Said, no, 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 I want, I want to pay right now. I want to get my credit card right now. And so she said, I want to make sure we come. And then John Perk said. I said. 
he said, <laughs> I said, he said, if you're going, I'm coming. And you're going to bring people. I'm bringing people. And so. <laughs> because I've never been to Israel before. But I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to take you to every one of my favorite places. And we're not going to just go sightsee. We're going to worship. Come on. We're going to encounter the take resurrected communion. Jesus. Oh, we're going to have a communion service. And we'll have a service out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. We'll, we'll spend time and have a meeting. Can we go shopping? I mean, it was hard to get him out of the green room this morning. <laughs> oh, they've got this. I've got this. I, I can imagine you in Jerusalem. Pumpkin all the loaf. Shops. Yeah. yeah, pumpkin loaf. Yeah, I hear it's great. So, so we're going to go. We're going to go. And you're coming. And, and your coming. people and are coming with coming. you. Yeah, I know. And my people are coming I, with your me. Your people are coming. They so are. it's like out of. And there's already, there's already a lot of people registered. How many have never been to Israel before? Oh, this is the time, this is the time to go. This now, is, people tell me all the time it's dangerous. But I have so many people tell me to come back to say it's the safest place I've ever been. Israel, in my estimation, is the safest place to be on earth. I mean, pretty well every week in Ottawa now, somebody is shot dead out on the streets. Of, I mean, uh, everywhere you go, the security is so tight. That's what I heard. From the time you get on the plane to fly to the time you get there. And you've got these... Um, amazing young people, young men and young women big guns. with big machine guns, and they're everywhere. And let me tell you, it's you feel very protected. When, when you're in Israel, you feel like you're in a dome, and you feel such peace, and, and we're going to have great food, great hotels. And so there are some brochures, I think. Well, well I, I want the Lord told me to do something today in worship. Uh, if finances were not an option, you know, it's like wasn't no problem. And, and you said, you know, if I had the finances, I'd go to Israel. I want you to stand to your feet. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Okay, all of you standing, the Lord told me to believe for a financial miracle for you. Not only that, if you put your registration card in, um, my ministry is going to sponsor one of you to go to Israel. We're going to do a raffle right here, right now. That's how easy it is. A raffle. We're going to do a raffle in a Pentecostal church. In a church. Pentecostal, oh, pastor. I, uh, <laughs> but we're not selling tickets. Don't just, you worry. Just, just a minute. Just. <laughs> Hi, Craig. He's calling yeah. the district. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, so here's what I want to do. I want um, uh, you to grab an offering envelope because don't worry, we'll, we'll get them again. And I want you to write your information on it. Uh, do it right now, quickly, quickly, quickly. And when are you going to pick the name? Right now. Are you? Yes. Like, this is like live and wow. Right now. But I want you to be serious, not just because you might get a free trip. And if only if you're standing. If you, if you sat down, you're out of luck. Uh, <laughs> because this is for those who are serious and they're going to believe well, God to go to Israel. If they're out of luck, they're not going to win a, a raffle. Exactly. You exactly. have to be lucky. <laughs> it's a flip of a coin. The <laughs> Lord determines the <laughs> It's a story from yeah, That's another story, yeah. So listen, I'm dead, you know, I'm really serious. I believe that financially many of you are going to have miracles even the next few months that's going to enable you to go on this trip with us to Israel. You are live and serious. I'm dead. live serious. Yeah. And not only that, everybody who puts their name in, for the next 30 days, I'm going to commission my intercessory team in Kelowna to pray over your finances every single day for the next 30 days. Now, you got to put a deposit down. You know, I want you to put a $50 lease deposit just to say, you know, I'm going in faith here. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm serious, not just, well, I'm, I, I don't know. I'll see if the finance coming. No, no, I want you to take a step of faith because every time I've done this, God's always supplied. I know. And if they, they can get all the information about where they register on our website, and we'll make sure that your office gets that all information, the information. We'll take so care they of can them. go on your website. I, I, I thought the Lord told me 200 people. 
Okay. That we're going to take to Israel. 200 people. That is going to be, I mean, this is my first trip. So we always do the first time big. You know, my, my one and only wedding was huge. So I'm this sure, is my I'm first sure. time to Israel. So we're going to do it big, right? Right? Hello? Okay, so write it down. And if, if you want to put your deposit down, we're going to, we're going to raffle them off in Jesus' name. Oh, oh, oh well, that in is Jesus fine. Name, you know, you gotta, in Jesus' so name. So if I we mean. can get a... Uh, I'm serious. The Lord told me to do this. You I'm going to activate faith in this room right now. I've never done this before. And I no. never asked anybody. No, you didn't. No, you're but, just doing it. But my limit's 5,000. So, you know, I'm in well within my limit. Uh, put your credit card number down or get a check. And you want to write the check to um, um, Breakthrough Ministries. Um, we'll take care of you. And uh, $50 deposit because we're going to do this. We're going to activate right now. I'm, I'm excited. I've never done this. I know. I can tell. I feel the excitement. I really am. I believe that many of you who are doing this, you're going to get financial breakthrough to come to Israel because the Lord wants you to come to Israel. Oh, yeah. I know that. I mean, the it's Lord his is his land. He likes Israel. He loves it, and he wants to go with you. He wants us to go with you, Bill. Of course. I mean, who else would we go with? He likes me. Well, yes. I know. I mean, they might hate us, but they love you. You know, it's yeah, just very. <laughs> and and I tell you this, I have prayed over thousands of people to receive financial breakthrough to go on missions, and I believe this is a pilgrimage. I believe it's a mission, and I have seen thousands of people get financing supernaturally, checks in the mail, inheritances. Uh, do it. One lady did a bake sale, okay? She couldn't bake to save her life, you know? Uh, she could. She, she, one time I went to her house, she says, uh, Pastor, I made you some apple muffins. <laughs> but somehow she got apple confused with grapefruit. <laughs> so I had grapefruit muffins. They were the worst things I've ever tasted. No, but they'd be very healthy. They were terrible. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, they she just, wouldn't eat much. So I tried to buy and I was sour, and I just said, no, I'm not doing this. This is gross. I don't want to do anything. And she says, well, I'm going to do a bake sale to raise money for me to go to the Philippines. I said, well, can you try, like, pasta or, you know, yeah. a spaghetti dinner? She goes, no, no, I'm going to do So she made all these muffins, and she burnt half the batch. So I show up at church that Sunday morning. She's got half burnt these things and then these other gross muffins. And she says, by donation, what, you know, you take a muffin and it's all yeah. going towards my trip to the Philippines, $11,000. Yeah. I mean, she had enough to pay for her, her husband, and her two children to come to the Philippines with me. Why? Because she took a step of faith. Many of you are taking a step do of you, faith this morning. You know, we had a lady said, I really want to come. This is years ago. My husband says we can't afford it. And they really could. But uh, so every time he went away, <laughs> she had a garage sale. And she just sold all kinds of stuff out of their house, a lot of his stuff, I think, and uh, two or three garage sales. And she said, okay, we've got all the money we need. And they came. No. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have golf clubs anymore. He didn't have, but, uh, but, but she was happy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was wonderful. Now, now and I believe, and we're also going to, if you sign up, you know, to come, you put your deposit down today, I'm going to actually assign someone to actually call you and pray with you every single month to believe the finances for you. And we're going to teach you how to raise money. If you need to raise money, we're going to teach you, give you coaching to do it. So you're going to be fine. You're going to go to Israel. You're going to go to Israel. Okay, how many are getting ready? You're, you're all done. You're ready. Okay, we need an offering basket just so we can draw. Okay, come on up here. Put, put it in here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the other thing we're going to do that most, oh. most groups do not do. 
I'm going to connect you. You're going to meet some of my very dear friends, lifelong friends in Israel, who are doing phenomenal ministry, reaching people for Jesus in Israel. And you're going to spend time with them in their ministries. And, and you're going to hear not what happened 2,000 years ago, but what God's doing in the land today. Because you understand Arabs and Jews are coming to Jesus at such a rapid rate. And a lot of people go to Israel, and they never hear about it. So you're going to hear firsthand well, reports. People. They're going to come to Israel with shalom, us. Shalom, shalom, shalom. <laughs> Next year and in Jerusalem. Thank you, Lord. We're going to pay for I'm sowing a seed. I'm going to pay for someone's trip to Israel. One of you are going to Israel. Uh, no, I thought they were all going. Well, they're all going oh, oh, for yeah. sure. They're but all one's going go. for free. One's going for free. Breakthrough Ministries. Breakthrough Ministries, my dear. Yeah, credit card number, whatever you want to put on there. Oh, this is it. Hey. You are coming to Israel. I'm telling you, you're coming. Their shalom, finances shalom. won't be an issue. Yes, yes, you've got to do that. You've got to put your deposit in. Because that's the step of faith. That's your faith. Okay. You can't, you can't to draw it until he comes back. No, I have to wait. I have the feeling he's going to win it. Do you? Yeah. Oh, boy. But I don't um, go by feelings. <laughs> um, Pastor, do you have a big garbage bin that we can draw? Because this is too, we, we, we need a. Okay, just write down your information. We'll call you for it, okay? No problem. Yeah, we need somebody to shake him around. Okay, we need a big bin, like a salad bin. And I don't eat salad, but we need the bin. Okay, you got to stay away from it. Oh, my goodness. You're all shook up. I'm all excited. Jerusalem. And, and the thing is, we're going to be in Jerusalem together. And so we'll all be, we'll be ministering together. This People is... are going to get healed. They're going to get touched. And um... Barry, you're going to come to Israel. You're going to come. I believe it. I, 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 just, I just saw it. We're going to be in Israel together. Yeah. Now, October, it's beautiful there. Now, October's perfect. Oh, well, that's no. why we're doing it. That's why we're doing it. Okay, last call. Anybody need more time? Is it clean? Yes, I Okay. I don't want any stick to the bottom. Okay. No, but the, the young guy didn't come back yet, did he? I know, he? we're waiting, we're waiting. We're waiting, yes. Because I, I just have a feeling. Just put it right attached to it. Just get an envelope there. You just put an envelope in it. We'll... Okay. I trust you. Done. These people are going to Israel. I have so I much know, faith for I know. them. When I have faith for something, it gets done. I'm telling you that I'm an apostle of faith. They're coming to Israel. Shalom. Good to see you again. And I'll see you next year in Jerusalem. Yeah. Bill we'll, Prankard, all we'll, of these we'll, people. What's that? You brought them to Kingston. I brought you to Kingston? You oh, brought oh. them to Kingston oh, 20 I'm, years ago. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why didn't you prophesy Hawaii? <laughs> Look at these. They're all coming to Israel. I, I know, but the, the young guy didn't come back. Young guy, Bill's worried about you. Where is he here? Is he a sewing machine? Oh, a sewing machine. Oh, 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 I, oh, oh, I get S-O-W. Oh, <laughs> they're coming. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're coming to Israel. Uh, do you get a revelation of this yet? I'm telling you, finances are never a problem in God's economy. I deal with this all the time. It's never a problem. When you put your faith out there for it, God is going to come through, and you put a seed in. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. He's right there. When you put he the seed in, so it activates the faith realm. We couldn't do it without you again. No, no, we, yeah, couldn't. we couldn't. What's your name? Mitch. 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 
Mitch, see you in Jerusalem. Shalom. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. How do you say goodbye? Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. How do you it's, say hello? Shalom. 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 <laughs> shalom, peace. shalom, it's, it's shalom. wonderful. You don't have to know much. And if you really want to do Hebrew, you go, <laughs> shalom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Any last, oh, more time? But $3,600. Include your flight. I, I think, shouldn't the pastor, somebody with integrity, pull it yeah, I think rather so. than yeah. any, of, <laughs> any of the speakers? Because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> I think that would be, yeah. Okay, pastor. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they, they trust you, see. <laughs> now, if, if your wife or somebody wins this, then, then, then yeah, really, we're, we're going to have to have a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No matter what happens, you're going to Israel. Do you believe that? Yeah. Are you ready? I'm not sure I'm ready. Well, should we wait? Should I sit down? <laughs> this is the person I'm paying for. Yeah, right here, right now. Okay, okay ready. Oh, boy. I can't hear what that says. One of us put reading glasses on. Oh, they're from Edmonton. The last name is Horn. Coito Kane. Come up here. Come up here. Come up here. He's from Edmonton. What in the world? He's going to Israel. Come here. Come here. Come here. Are you from? Do you do you live in Israel? No. No, no. Oh, he's from Edmonton. Well, it's too cold. You know, Edmonton and Israel are different. Oh, they're actually. different. Yeah. Now, you live in Edmonton? I live there now, yeah. That's and great. what are you here for? That's a long story. Did you just fly in for this weekend? Yeah, I'm here for the conference, yes. You flew from Edmonton to come for the conference. Did you ever think you're going to go to Israel? I, I went there once with my wife as a pastor. But listen, it's no sense going back to Edmonton. You might as well just stay here because you're halfway there. And uh, just, you know, we'll pick you up next October. Exactly. This like, is amazing. So, so is exactly. it prophetic? This, is this, are you going back to Israel? Yes. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, which dream? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a dream you were going back to Israel? Yeah, I saw a massive wave come. Um, my wife and I, and uh, we were talking about, you know, end times and whatnot. And uh, I just looked, and I could see this massive wave, like, over top of mountains and whatnot. Just, and it was coming so fast, so quickly, we couldn't run from it. And it just overtook everybody. And we all kind of, and we survived. And we're like, we okay. And then this is like, okay, well, what do we do now? And I said, we should go to Israel. <laughs> That's right. The best thing to do after a tsunami. <laughs> yeah. Stretch forth your hands to him. We're going to pray. Father, right now, the favor on your life, Father, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. You're taking him deeper in his destiny. The Lord says, it's not over yet. It's not over. It's not over. Keep dreaming. Keep believing for you're being propelled deeper in this level of intimacy. Even now, Israel, 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 it's going to be coming days of visitation. and a Wow. There's an anointing on your life for this season that as you go to Israel, these next days preparing for you to go a year from now, you are going to have such a level of impartation and there's a release there's a release of a greater anointing but the lord says everything's being restored that the enemy has stolen from you 
everything is being restored and this is a sign of what's coming to you in this season thank you this is big this is bigger than israel it's bigger than yeah it's destiny yeah 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 this is a confirmation that the enemies lied to him restore 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 this is amazing yeah he's mohawk Oh, wow. Father, we bless him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This is amazing, Bill. <laughs> that, that means Tayo de Ghana is, uh, means fire's approaching in Mohawk. That's my name. That's your name. Yeah. Fire's approaching. His name means fire's approaching. Come, on. Come to the Holy Land. <laughs> That's so good. This is fun. Yeah, it is. Okay, now we're going to pray. If you, if you put your name in here, stand up. We're going to pray for an impartation right now. Finances aren't going to be an issue. We're going we're gonna to pray you through this. Now, you have faith for this, right? Oh, boy. I don't know. Did you feel much faith? Huh? Do you have faith for this? You're going to Israel a year from now. It won't be any, 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 any doubt because God is with you, and he wants you to go to Israel. Lift your hand in the glory realm. Father, me and Bill are going to pray for you. Father, we thank you for every single one of these seeds, for the people that have sown. God, we thank you right now for the release of finances. In Jesus' name, supernatural, unusual favor falling upon them that as they prepare to go to the Holy Land, they are preparing for a new season that is being released over their life. We declare that this season is a new season filled with the promises, and we activate the seed that has been sown for the harvest of this Israeli trip. Father, we thank you for the promises that are coming to pass and the release now of finances. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You pray for them, Bill. I feel I did. I I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. By faith, we lay hands on every one of these people. Thank you, Lord. You said if any two agree is touching anything on earth, it shall be done. Thank you, Lord. My God, thank you for open heavens. Thank you that this is a season and a year of change that we shall celebrate together in Jesus your land name. with your people oh. in your city. Done. 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 Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Isn't that fun? So, what's going on tonight? What are you doing tonight? So, Tell me. Coming to Jerusalem, are you? Yes, I'm coming. Oh, good, good. I'm coming. <laughs> tonight, I'm so excited tonight. Um, and, and I just know this is a divine appointment because I was supposed to be preaching in Dudley, England, and I'm here. Um, it's it's going to be healing night. God's given me a word, word that I believe is going to take us into something new and fresh. And, and we're going to lay but, hands on them tonight? But, but we're gonna, lot, most of them are going to be healed before that, wow. before hands laid. Holy Spirit's in the house. Come on. So tonight's big, big night, big, big night, big night. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Love you. I love you. Praise the Lord. Yes, please. Hallelujah. Aren't you excited? I've never done this. But anything I've never done that I do, it just the Lord blesses. And I'm telling you, I'm going to devote staff to you going to Israel. I'm going to devote staff to pray for you full time. I'm serious right now. I'm, I, I'm very, very serious because I believe that many, I, I'm, I just got faith for it, man. Open your Bibles, please, Genesis. I've got about 32 minutes. Okay, sounds like a seeker-friendly church, so we'll be fast. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. 
I went to a church. They said, uh, Pastor, uh, you have about 18 minutes for your sermon. I said, 18 minutes? That's, that's the offering. <laughs> oh, my. And uh, we take longer than that. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am because I believe there's faith in the room. I have a gift of faith, and when there's faith in the room, it's like a basketball inside of my stomach going ups and down. My hands come on fire. I feel that right now. And I can't explain, that's just, that's part of what I do. And everywhere I go, I release faith. And I believe there's faith for financial miracles in the place this morning. And uh, good, two of you need a financial miracle. And I believe that everything's about to turn around. That's what I believe. Uh, I'm ministering tomorrow, this morning on favor. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to talk about increases in an accident. And uh, I'm going to lay hands on every single person for uh, an impartation of financial miracles. And I, I see it everywhere I go. How many of you have heard me minister before? Let me see your hand. Just a few of you. Women on the front lines, most likely, because that's where I come from, Ontario. I'm a woman on the front line. <laughs> Fateen says, you have to come to every woman on the front lines. This year, she called me. She says, are you coming? I said, I can. And she says, why? I said, I'm at men on the front lines. <laughs> so uh, I, I couldn't come to women on the front lines. But I, I, I grew up in Oshawa, Ontario. I, I grew up on Nonquan. Are you from Oshawa? I, I grew up on Nonquan, and um, back when Nonquan wasn't such a nice place to live, and uh, grew up really in the ghetto in the nonprofit housing unit. Uh, my family was very, very poor. And I remember going into, I was Catholic and skinny, um, like most Catholics. And uh, then I got saved and went to potlucks and um, <laughs> hasn't been the same since. But um, uh, I remember going uh, through the ghetto and um, going to the food bank, and my dad worked full-time. I had to take care of my sister. We'd cut off, mold off the bread, and um, I lived in this unit, and I remember going to my friend's house, and, and his mom, single mom, really, really rough condition. They had hardly any furniture, and um, I said, well, can I have a glass of milk? You know, as a kid, what do you know? And she says, well, we don't have any milk. So I thought, well, I'll just go into my house and get my milk. So I went to my house, and I went to go and get a bag of milk, and uh, gave it to them, and uh, I came home, my dad says, where's our milk? And I said, uh, oh, I gave it to, to, to this person, so-and-so. He got so mad at me. He said, this is all the milk we have all week. And he says, you're going to have to get used to drinking this powdered stuff. And I said, well, what is it? He goes, it's a version of milk. And uh, it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted in my life. And, and I felt like, well, God, I was, you know, as a kid, you know, just like, I'm just trying to do the right thing. And all of a sudden, the next day, my dad got home at 9.30 at night, and this lady called Mrs. Anderson knocks on our door. And she said, the, the Lord was speaking to me. She went to the Pentecostal church and told me, drop off this big thing of milk to you. And, and uh, my dad said, son, did you tell anybody? I said, no, I didn't tell anybody. Well, it began a journey that, that I was on of, of just sowing. You know, I just give everything away. And my dad... Uh, <laughs> He, he worked all winter long to, to get me, uh, sorry, all summer long to get me a new winter jacket. Mine had a whole bunch of holes in it. And I remember he went to uh, Zeller's. Remember when Zeller's was around? 99 cents Saturday morning breakfast. Hallelujah. How about Byway? Any Byway people? Mm -hmm. I know. I came from that. And uh, I remember Byway with the mismatched, they had the mismatched color flip-flops that my dad used to buy me. 99 cents. You get one blue and one pink and... Anyway, so I, I remember going to Zeller's and my dad, you know, it was $149, this jacket. And my dad, I said, Dad, I can't, I can't have that. He goes, no, son, I, I want to buy you a new jacket. And he had so much happiness. And so he buys me this jacket. I'm wearing it. And back in those days, the bubble theme was in, you know, so it gained 20 pounds when you put it on. And so I'm wearing it and I'm walking around and I go to school and my best friend, Paul Kerrigan, 
who lived in the ghetto with us, he had hardly anything, and um, he wasn't wearing a winter jacket, and I said, well, you can have mine. So I took off my new winter jacket and gave it to him, and, uh, and I'm wearing the one with the holes in it. And so I go home, and my dad says, where's your new winter jacket? Well, I learned how mad he got last time. So I said, well, it's at school, which is true. Paul was at school. And, uh, and he says, well, you know, you make sure you bring that home. That was an expensive jacket. Well, a week went by, and I wasn't wearing it. My dad was getting more increasingly annoyed. So he took the day off work to come to school find out my jacket. So we're walking to school. I'm thinking, why is my dad coming? And he sees Paul Kerrigan with my jacket. And my dad says, who took that jacket? You know, he gets all mad. I said, no, 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 dad, don't get mad at him. I gave it to him. And my dad looked like he wanted to beat me. But what is he going to do? You know, I gave away a jacket. I said, he didn't have one. And I at least had this one with holes. And, and I'm telling you, ever since I was young, I've always wanted to give everything away. Just constantly wanted to give everything away. So when I was 14 years old, we had Christmas. Uh, it was our first Christmas, really, uh, with absolutely nothing. And we didn't have a Christmas tree or anything. And for Christmas dinner, we had popcorn. And, uh, and I thought, well, this is fun, you know. This is, this is neat. And I was going to my friends' houses, and they had trees. But I, I thought, boy, if this is happening to me, I'm sure it's happening to other people. So my best friend and I at the time, when we were 14, we started a national charity called the Christmas Dreams Program. Got it registered with the government. And we started providing Christmas. We would work all summer calling businesses and food banks and doing toy drives. And by the end of uh, that year, we had helped 120 families at Christmas time. Well, somehow Hillary Duff heard about it. Uh, the singer, you know, Hillary Duff, uh, and back when the Cinderella story, and she contacted us. She goes, you know, we've heard about your organization. I said, what organization? You know, we're 14 years old. And she said, well, the Cinderella story is coming out, and I want to make your charity the national charity so that people come in. Well, she did. She went to Toronto and had a whole movie premiere, and it was all about the Christmas Dreams program. And uh, I, I was there with her, and uh, I actually was able to pray with her because I had just gotten saved, and I was telling everybody about Jesus. Well, that Christmas... From a bunch of 14, 15-year-olds now, we helped over 1,000 single moms. Now, we didn't have anything. We were just going out in faith. That's why I'm telling you, when you sow a seed like this and you go out in faith, God always meets the need. Because he says, I shall supply all of your... The problem is you're too busy praying for your needs. God wants you to pray for your dreams. Your needs are already met. Some of you have a need issue. You know, like, I need this, I need that. And God says, no, your needs have already been met. So stop begging God for your needs. Start talking to him about your dreams. When you start talking to God about your dreams, you start going to the next season, the next level. You don't have a need problem anymore. You know, some of you got this need condition. Well, I need this. I need that. I need some milk. I need some gas. No, all of your needs are met by God. And let me tell you, everything's okay in heaven. Some of you are offended by prosperity. You know, I could only imagine you getting to heaven, you know, hey, Jesus, listen, I'm offended. I want to live in a trailer park, Jesus. I don't want no mansion, Jesus. It, it offends me, these big houses, Jesus, and I want the dirt road. I can't handle the gold road. No, no, Jesus, that offends me, and you take all these crowns off of me, Jesus. I, I don't want these. It's offensive to me. Are you kidding me? When you get to heaven, if you are offended by prosperity, you are going to be in big trouble. And God's word says we're supposed to pray heaven on earth. We have too many sick, broke, ugly Christians walking around telling me that, oh, it's wrong. We shouldn't have this and we shouldn't have that. I'm telling you, God says my people are too busy talking about their needs and the enemy is feeding people their dreams and nobody is dreaming his dream because you're too busy being caught up in your need. 
I know what it's like to have no money. It sucks. You know, people say, well, what's it like, you know, living in poverty? I said, it wasn't fun. You know, I've been rich and I've been poor. I much prefer being rich. People say, well, you sound like your word of faith. I said, well, I tried word of doubt. It didn't work. I mean, I tried it. You know, I, I actually tried it. It didn't work. And they say, well, did you try poverty? I said, I certainly did. And that was terrible too. I mean, poverty has this smell about it. It stinks. It stinks. And I hate cancer just as much as I hate poverty. In my world, there is no difference. When I see somebody who is poor, I look at them like somebody with cancer. I hate that thing. I want it out of them. I say to hell with cancer and to hell with poverty. All of it must go. Why? Because I know what it's like. I've had to live with it. Now, you can only get a testimony over something you've overcome. See, the reason why I can now release faith for finances and impartation for prosperity with a purpose is because I went through it. When you've come through something, you get authority over it, and you can start to tell people. See, some of you are so complaining about your pits that you don't understand. Your pits are actually filled with promises. I'm serious. I meet, especially in Canada, Oh, I don't like prosperity. Well, then be broke. Have my portion. Well, these U.S. ministries that are so filled with prosperity, that's why they're reaching more people for Jesus than the Canadian ministries. Because they're able to get their message broadcasted internationally. They're able to tell people they're filling stadiums. And we're trying to fill churches. They're starting to dream. They're not worrying about their needs because they're starting to dream. You've been too busy worrying about your needs when God says it's already done. There used to be a day that Maravik and I had to worry about our needs. And we would talk about it all the time. Need, I need this, I need that, I need milk, I need gas. I forget gas, we didn't have a car, we needed bus tickets. I mean, I hated Testimony Sunday at church. Everybody would line up and go, oh, praise God. Last week, Sister Susie gave me a brand new car. And I'm the pastor of the church, and I'm driving a bicycle. And then the next person will come up, oh, praise the Lord. Last week, I got a $20,000 bonus. And I know they ain't tithing. <laughs> and yet, I'm supposed to celebrate other people. Now, I know nobody like this, is like this in this place, but I used to go home. That Sunday, I went home. No word of a lie. I walked home. Walked walked. Nobody in my church even gave me a ride. I'm walking home and I'm so mad at, the, I'm mad at God. I'm mad at everybody that moves. I'm mad, at, I'm mad at cars passing me by and it starts to pour rain. And I said, God, here I am, your servant. I'm preaching. I'm teaching. I'm, and that, uh, I mean, it was so terrible. It was just so terrible. I got home. I finally sat down. I'm soaking wet. And Maverick says, oh, hi, honey. I've got soup for you because that's all we could afford. Soup. You know, apple soup, that's what we had. You know what that is? It's chicken stock with apples in it. It was so great. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, mmm, apple soup, this is so good. And I, I, I just need to relax. So I turn on TV, and on comes Gloria and Kenneth Copeland. I was so offended. So I tried to change the channel, but my remote's batteries died. God is my witness. And I was so mad, but I was too lazy and tired to get up and turn the TV off. And Kenneth Copeland, it was just like, this is like December something, and they're talking about walking in the mall at Christmas time. 
And I'm thinking, what is, what is this? And she, he says, well, Gloria, press the Lord. Hallelujah. God's so good. And I'm going, uh-huh, he's so good. And he says, you know, let's tell him about what happened in, in that Dallas airport. We were there. We went to the shopping mall. And she goes, oh, press the Lord, Kenneth. And I'm just like, work in Jesus' name. Turn off, you know. And they start sharing stories of how he walked one end of a shopping mall, and people literally gave him up to $50,000 of cash. She said, well, are you Kenneth Copeland? Oh, I want to sow a seed into you. Are you Kenneth Copeland? I want to buy you a brand new cologne set. And then Gloria says, oh, that was nothing, Kenneth. I was in Dillard's, and I was just getting something for the granddaughter. And this lady came up to me and said, are you Gloria Copeland? And she says, I am. <laughs> and she says, well, the Lord told me to give you my brand new Mercedes Benz. I was so mad. And then he started talking about partnership. And when you come into partnership with the ministry, and I thought, yeah, right, like you need my money, you know. And the Lord stopped me. He said, John, you'll never have your breakthrough until you celebrate somebody else's. You know who are the sickest, brokest, ugliest Christians? It's the people who have attacked the faith message. There are two ministries that have been attacked more this season than any other. Number one, faith ministry. Number two, inner healing and deliverance. Why? Because as your soul prospers, so you'll prosper. The devil doesn't want your soul prospering, and he doesn't want your finances prospering. So the two ministries that are called to actually set you free in this season are the ministries that are most persecuted, not by the world, but by the church. I tell you, I get persecuted all the time. Well, you're a faith message. I said, well, I tried fear. Right? Oh, the Shemitah's coming. Prophetic Christians are the worst. We operate by fear. Oh, the Shemitah's coming. Get the money out of the bank. I was in Tokyo, and this man gets on the plane. He's all mad. He's wearing a silk suit. He sits down. He's so mad. I'm in business class. I said, hi, how are you? I'm terrible. I said, why? He says, my jet broke down. I have to take, a co- I have to take business. I said, oh, poor you. He, and I, so, you know, I'm reading my Bible. He says, oh, I'm beside a Christian. I said, um, I'm a Holy Spirit-filled Christian, actually. <laughs> and he says, oh, uh, you know, he's going on and on. And I said, what do you do for a living? He goes, I'm the vice president of Wells Fargo. I said, oh, Wells Fargo, you have some of my money. <laughs> and uh, he says, you know the problem with you Christians? I said, I'm sure you're going to tell me. He says, you people are so fear-motivated. And he says, you know, in the South, when this whole Shemitah thing, he knew about it. So this whole Shemitah word gets released. You all freak out and take out your investments, stop buying real estate. If there was another recession in America, it's the Christians' fault because they learned to live by fear. Church, we don't want to be known as the people run by fear. No, we want to be known as the people by faith. I tell people all the time, the best time to buy real estate is today. Why? Because you're taking land. Genesis chapter 39. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Verse 2. Say verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. Say with. So that he prospered. Say prospered. There's the P word again. What does that word prospered really mean? It means abundant wealth. It means peace of mind. It means security. Now, he doesn't have abundant wealth at this time. He's, he's been sold. It says the Lord was with him. What, it's time out. It feels like he's going through a loser moment. Have you been through loser moments? 
Aren't you tired of losing? I don't mean to sound like Trump. Everywhere you go, you're losing. The church is losing. It just seems like everyone's losing. And you're like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be increasing from glory to glory. We're supposed to be actually taking back what the enemy has stolen. We're actually supposed to be changing the culture and the culture not changing us. How in the world do you understand that the Lord was with Joseph? Because when you understand, even when you're being persecuted, even when you're being attacked, that that the Lord draws near to you in that season, it's actually establishing you and getting you ready for your breakthrough. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Verse 3. When his master saw, say saw. Favor is noticeable. You either got it or you don't got it. Favor ain't fair, but I got it. And if you got favor, you should flaunt it. Why? Because your favor is going to promote your neighbor. Your favor is the key to somebody else's breakthrough. The reason why you have favor on your life is so that other people can get blessed. See, God's not all about you, contrary to popular belief. He's actually about bringing more glory and making his name more famous and having more people encounter him. So he gives favor to you so he can establish his covenant so people can look at you and say, oh, they ain't broke anymore. What happened? When his master saw that the Lord was with him, well, did you know that he doesn't say when he heard him praying, when he saw his attendance record at the synagogue, when he saw his giving records, it says, no, the way he lived his life, he lived his life even as a slave with favor. It don't matter what you're going through this morning, church. It doesn't matter what the doctor said. It doesn't matter what your husband told you leaving the door this morning. What matters is, do you carry yourself with the authority or are you a jellyfish Christian with no backbone? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I offended you. Oh, let me bow down and kiss your feet a little bit more. No, God says, Joseph, even though as a slave, demonstrated and walked walked in something that the church needs to learn in this season. Say favor looks like something. And the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Say everything. Verse 4, Joseph found favor. Say, I'm finding favor. Say, I'm looking for it. People say to me all the time, well, you know, like, do you take favor? I said, every chance I get. Well, what does that mean? If I walk into a room and nobody's activating their favor, I'll just take it. I'll do it. People say, well, what about us? I said, if you want to be a loser Christian, you just keep doing that. But I am so tired of seeing people lose. I know that God's called us to victory. I know that he's called us for the increase. I know that he's called you to be set free, healed, and delivered. I know the power of my decrees. I actually happen to believe when I decree a thing, it should be established. I believe when I said this morning that every single person who sowed a seed into their trip to Israel is actually going to Israel. Why? Because I believe that my words have the power of life or death. And I better be careful what I've been speaking because my words have been trapping my spirit. I'm so tired of hearing people complain. Because they're just shooting themselves in the foot. And they're wondering why they need a wheelchair. Joseph found favor. Somebody say, I'm looking. 
Potiphar put him in charge of the household and he trusted to his care everything he owned. Verse 5, highlight it, scratch it, sniff it, whatever you want to do. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of? Listen, listen to me. It's not because he wanted you to say, well, I'll just help you out here. God blessed the household of a bad people. Slave owners. People who hold other people in captivity, worshipped other gods. God blessed the household of that society because Joseph was in the middle of the household. He blessed it because of Joseph. I'm telling you, church, your business is about to get blessed because you're in it. Your church is going to be more blessed than the other church. You are going to walk in a favor that you cannot be denied because you're going to activate the supernatural realm of God in your life. Your house is going to grow bigger pumpkins than your neighbor's house. You're going to have bigger apples. Your apple crisp is going to taste better than their apple crisp. Your business, your bank, your investments are going to do better than their investments. Why? Because the Lord was with you, so you're going to prosper, and the world's going to start to take notice that you're not losing anymore. Why doesn't the word say in people in society, well, you're poorer than a synagogue mouse? Why doesn't it say that? Because they always say, well, you're poorer than a church mouse. Because somehow we've lost the favor battle and everything shifted on us. But the Lord says, it's time to shift back. Because of Joseph, the household of the Egyptian was blessed. Well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, then stay losing. I believe it. We, we, Bill has been, and Barry, we went into um, the business center of Kelowna. We're right across the street where Disney Studios are in Kelowna, where Pen Club Penguin was produced. And we took the penthouse for our offices and our studio space. And when we went to go and sign the lease, the guy said, well, it's $10,000 a month. The building was half empty. I said, I tell you what, Paul. He says, our real estate broker, he says, yeah. I said, if this building becomes full in the next three months, you're going to lower our rent to five grand a month. He says, this building hasn't been full since the day we built it. I said, I know, but you never had us as a tenant. And when we're in the top floor, you're going to have a trickle-down anointing. <laughs> See, I know who I am, and I know the favor that we possess. So this building is going to be full in three months, and when it's full, you're going to drop the rent to five grand. He says, no, if it's full in three months, I'll drop it down to four grand. I said, you put that in the legal document. He says, are you serious? I said, 100% serious. Two months later, I'm coming home from a trip. All of a sudden, they're erecting a sign on the, on the property, fully leased. I go to the Don, the property manager, say, hi, Don. He says, I know why you're here. I said, you owe me 12 grand. I'll take it in cash, check, credit, or however you want to give it to me. You owe me some money, and the rent just dropped. He says, how did you do that? Did you tell people? I said, I didn't tell a single soul. All we did was occupy what's rightfully ours. And when we occupy what's rightfully ours, and we stop worrying about our needs and start dreaming with God's dreams, everything shifts into my favor because I am an anointed, called-upon servant of God, and things are shifting into your favor when you walk in your calling in your destiny. See, you are guilty by association. When the disciples were associated with Jesus, they were guilty. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Increase isn't by accident, it's by association.
I'm telling you. Found favor. The Lord blessed the household Egyptian. Everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had, except the only thing he worried about was, what's for dinner, honey? Every man has to worry about that. Now Joseph was well built and handsome, like me and Bill. And Barry sometimes. <laughs> Just kidding, Barry. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Young and the restless, come to bed with me. Now, I believe that I have had a revelation on this word that many people would probably think is heresy. I'm known for that. <laughs> I believe that the master's wife didn't want to sleep with Joseph just because he was well-built and handsome. You see, the actual time, and when you study Egyptian culture, I, I just finished a whole book called Breaking Slave Mentality in the Church. And how we've been operating on an Egyptian system and it's been faulty. But the whole Egyptian culture was actually, if they wanted to go and see a prostitute, there was upper echelons prostitutes available to them. They didn't just sleep with their servants because that would be considered lower class. It wouldn't be of dignified character. But there was actually people that would service these women, these, you know, lifestyle the rich and the famous. So she wouldn't have slept with him because of that reason. Because she had access to another dimension of people that were probably uh, more... A claim to her status. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? See, I believe she realized, she put two together. Uh, Potiphar wasn't as blessed as Joseph, and our stuff wasn't as blessed, and I am supposed to have a baby, but I want the seed of favor in me. You see, uh, Potiphar understood that everything was blessed because of Joseph, and she certainly did because she can see everything's increasing when Joseph came around, and she knew what life was like was before Joseph. So she says, well, come to bed with me. Why? Because I want your seed of favor in my generations. Potiphar isn't producing what you're producing, but I want my generation. See, favor's always attractive. Why do the ministers always seem to come into a season of falling when they're growing in popularity? Why? Because the favor's growing, and people take notice, and the devil is trying to get them with their seed. Why do many ministers who are stepping into supernatural favor fall into sexual sin? See, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an alignment that needs to happen here where you start to understand that favor is attractive, not just on your physical body, but people start realizing, well, everything you touch produces wealth. Everything you touch turns to gold. I mean, people tell me all the time, well, John, can you go into business with me? I'll give you stocks. I said, why? Because every business you're in does well. I said, no, I don't want your stocks. Why? Because favor is attractive. See, she realizes that, and she wants the seed of favor because she wants it in her generations. But what you don't understand today is you already have the seed of favor. Of course, no one is greater than this whole entire house. He refused. Had he decided that day to go to bed with Potiphar, I believe that would have been the end of Joseph's story. See, favor costs your character. If you have no character, you won't have as much favor. It's just the way it is, friends. People tell me, well, John, you know, this person has a lot of favor. If you look at any major fall of ministers that are still going today, they've had a fall, they don't come back to the same level of favor. People are skeptical. What's going on? Because your character is costly. When I operate with my character, it costs me something. When I deny myself things, it's costly. It's costly to say, you know, to our entire executive team, which meets every month, I submit my personal bank statements. 
personal, not the ministries, my personal credit card statements, because I want there not to be a hint of anything wrong in my finances, because I believe in people's financial breakthrough. I don't take $1 from any other stream outside of my ministry. It all goes back to the ministry, and the ministry gives me one salary. Why? Because I want to have integrity with my finances. I want to have integrity. I want it to be clean. I want it to be so clean that people look at me and go, it's squeaky clean. In my marriage, I want to be clean. If, if Maravik and I ever have a spat, you know, I, I, I talk to somebody. Our marriage, our, our marriage is under the board's guidance. You know, I'm very honest with our board members. Why? I want to have integrity. And integrity looks like something, and it's costly. Joseph had integrity. Why? Because if you have integrity, it's going to take you to the palace. People sometimes stumble on the way to the palace because they let their character fall. Today there's hope for you even if you have fallen. The blood of Jesus is sufficient. You can get back up and go on the path. Don't disqualify yourself any longer. But today if you're in sin, be sure your sin will find you out. Be sure of it. People tell me all the time, well, John, I want the same favor that you have. I said, good. You should have it. And they said, well, what should we do? I said, well, here's what we do. I tell them, they said, well, that sounds intense. That sounds religious. I said, don't get righteous confused with religious. <laughs> People always telling me, Maravik and I have a personal conviction in our entire ministry. None of our staff can drink at, a, at an event. We have a personal conviction. We don't touch liquor. Why? Don't get your religion confused with righteousness. We decide, not, just like, you know, I wouldn't go and gamble today. Of course I wouldn't gamble. Why? Because I want to live a righteous lifestyle. I'm not trying to put law on anybody. You know, if you, if you want to have your wine, fill your boots. But I don't have it. Why? Because I'm preferring somebody else over me. Because I want to walk in a way that actually can, people can look at them. Listen, because of the message that we preach and we believe in prosperity, we have enough opposition. We don't need to give anybody any, any ammo. Right? So I live my life differently. Why? Because I understand it's character matters. Touch your neighbor say character matters. Of course, he goes in back into prison, verse, 20, uh, but, verse 21. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. Again, we see the Lord is with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Verse 22, so the warden put Joseph in charge of all he held in, in prison and was made responsible for all that was done there. Verse 23, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Even now he's in jail because he did the right thing. Do you feel like you're being punished because you did the right thing? Do you feel like, well, your boss is getting mad because you took the day off to go to a conference and you're just trying to do the right thing? You know, your husband gets mad when you sow your tithe. You're just trying to do the right thing. You're just trying to do what God's instructed you to do. See, I've always found when the Lord has given me a word and I step out to do it, I always feel like I'm getting punished. <laughs> well, why? Because the devil doesn't want you to be in obedience. He don't want you to do what God's telling you to do because he knows that your breakthrough is connected to your obedience. Mm -hmm. Got really quiet all of a sudden. Every time I get to the character part, Bill, it just goes super quiet in the room. It's interesting. It's so important, friends, because I've seen so many of my friends fall. I've seen so many of my close friends. They, 
You know, my, my pastor told me one thing, Pastor John Bishop growing up. He says, John, there's two things you need to know in ministry. I said, what is it? He says, keep your zipper up and keep your hands out of the tail. <laughs> well, I've done that. And it wasn't hard, Bill. It wasn't hard for me not to do those things. I'm telling you, church, you're coming into a level that there is going to be such character and integrity in Christians. You're going to be the best employees. You're going to carry so much favorite work. You're going to be so well-known in your city that people are going to look at you and say, I want to hire the Christians. The Christians are the hardest workers. I want them to be my employees. They're not texting on the job. They're not running around. They're not coming in late. Oh, no, they're on time. Oh, boy, how I live to see a day that the church is on time. Because when there's just a little corruption, there's always more to follow. In January, Maravik and I, because we know how easy money can have a hold on people. It can have a hold on people. I've seen it. All of a sudden, they start dreaming about and thinking about it. It's like Schmeagel with the ring, you know. My precious. <laughs> Rich people are like that, too, with their money. My precious, you know. The pastor tries to get some, ah, you know, they're manifesting. And the pastor's always after my money. Probably because you got some, you know. Of course he is. And they're, and they're talking like this, and I say, just, just calm yourself down. Maravik and I, every January, it's the first fruits, we give our entire ministry income back to the ministry. And we empty our bank accounts January 1 of every year. Now, somebody said, well, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. I said, do you know why we do that? And they said, no, why? I said, because I want to start my year in faith. And if I am a faith ministry and I actually believe that God wants to bless me and I actually believe that God's my source, I'm going to live by faith for the whole month. This past January, our ministry, our actual ministry gave $100,000 away. We emptied everything. And the board at the time was thinking we were crazy. And Maravik and I gave away $34,000. Didn't take any income. Our February was outrageous. I mean, it was outrageous. My bookkeeper, Kathy Graham, came. She's, she's a new believer, and she says, John, I've never seen anything like this. Every day there's $50,000 checks coming in. What is going on? I said, well, we just sowed, and now it's coming back to harvest. She goes, well, that sounds like, like God's doing something supernatural. I said, oh, duh, of course he's doing something supernatural. I went to the Philippines in February the 3rd or whatever. This guy comes up to me. He says, John, uh, you don't know me and I don't know you. I've only heard you preach once. But the Lord told me on January 1 that you emptied your bank account. Is that true? I said, yes, sir. He says, well, the Lord told me to write you a check for $50,000 personally. I go to the meeting. The pastor stands up afterwards. He says, um, John has always come to the Philippines free willingly. He's never asked for anything. He doesn't ask for an offering. But the, today we're going to receive an offffering $47,000. $100,000 to me personally. That's a lot of money. I don't know if in, you know, Belleville money grows on trees, but in B.C. it stopped. We just changed the government, so it stopped growing on trees. It used to grow on trees. Same in Alberta, but it's changed. I remember the day Ontario used to grow on trees. <laughs> I hate red. My least favorite color. I'm a blue boy. Not allowed to talk about politics in church. I'm telling you, church, I've learned. I've learned the secret. There's ancient paths in Scripture that guide you to a place of prosperity. They guide you. They don't force you. They guide you. You know what a guide means? It means you don't have to listen. You can go stay stuck in the boonies of the forest and go around the mountain all you want. But there is a path available to you if you want to take it. 
I'm going to close this ship down. Verse 41. Go to chapter 41, verse 41. I'm a pilot. I get three landings. This is my second. I fly Air Canada. I'm, I'm super elite. Bill and I understand their motto. Air Canada's motto is, we're not happy until you're not. And um, <laughs> they used to treat me like that. <laughs> they used to do that to me, and then I became super elite. And now they, well, Mr. Perks, we're so sorry. You know, can we help you do this, and can we carry your luggage? And it's nice, actually, Bill. I, 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 um, they oversold business coming here. I've never heard of such thing. I get on the plane, and they said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to board, and I have my wife. And my wife will be here tonight, by the way. She, she, she's excited to be with you all. She was up till 3 o'clock in the morning singing. And... Um, uh, Loudly, actually, <laughs> and I was trying to sleep. But um, anyways, we, we get the gate, and they said, I'm sorry, Mr. Perks, we've oversold business. I said, what's that got to do with me? And they said, well, you know, we're looking for volunteers to give up their seats. I said, well, you should look a little further. <laughs> and, and they looked at me, and they said, well, we just thought because on the file here it says you're a pastor, you wouldn't mind. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, you read this all wrong. I said, pastors doesn't mean that we're you know, going to be cheated. And she says, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, we paid for a business class ticket, so we're going to fly business class. Oh, oh, well, we didn't know if you'd see it that way. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I do see it that way. So then I went to the customer services. I complained. I said, I've never been treated like this in all my time flying Air Canada. And they said, oh, we're so sorry, Mr. Perks. I said, I'll just take my business somewhere. We spend probably about half a million dollars on flights every year, you know, as a ministry. I said, we'll just take our business. Oh, no, Mr. Perks, we're going to give you a full refund for your flight. We're so sorry, but we got on the plane. They were so nice to us, Bill. I mean, they were offering us pillows and blankets. And You've you got to stand your ground in this season. Everybody's been jellyfish Christian, bowing down to everything that walks around. If the Christians wouldn't have bowed down this last election, we would have won in Ontario. We would have. But too many people bowing down, kissing the gold statues. They don't understand who their source is. We are more numerous than they are. We are more powerful than they are. You just got to start walking in your favor, and things will start shifting in your... I'm telling you, I don't ever have to say, oh, God, I decree favor of this. I just walk in the room, and favor follows. I don't worry about the needs anymore. And you're not going to either. 41, 41. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring, which was meant for his actual successor. You know that. His ring of authority. From his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. Now you've got to believe all the Egyptians are like, what is going on around here? And I'm telling you, you're going to see in the, in the next 18 months, people are going to look around the world. They're going to look, what's going on with those Christians? How come the signet ring's on them? How come they're becoming the politicians? How come they're taking over? How come they're changing the school system? How, well, they were quiet before. They used to stay in their church before. But now we're going public. And publicly in the next 18 months, I prophesy, there is going to be leaders raised up that the signet ring is put on their finger and the robe is coming on them. And they're going to be seated in this city, in this region, for such a time as this, there are businesses that are about to explode in prosperity and in abundance, and the nation is going to take notice of the men that God is raising up, and nobody, ain't nowhere, can deny who God puts his authority in. 
He takes the signet ring from his finger, puts it on Joseph's finger, dressed him in a robe. Haven't you had enough of your garment of heaviness? People say, well, it's just such a heavy atmosphere. It's not a heavy atmosphere. Put on the garments of praise that are rightfully yours. He dressed him in a robe of fine linen, put a chain. Don't you understand you've been bought with a price? You don't need to operate in that victim stinking thinking anymore. That's what the slaves did. That's what they did when they went to the promised land. And look what it cost them. You don't have to go through the desert for 40 years. The price has been paid. You can hear God today. He is still speaking. He is still working. And he hasn't given up on you. God is not schizophrenic. And the promises are still yes and amen. Goes before him, gets everything. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service. Now he finds out. Now listen to me. This is, I have to go quick. He, two things happen. He has a first son. He names him Manasseh. Say Manasseh. He said, it is because God has made me forget. Somebody say forget. All of my trouble and all my father's household. The first thing God's going to do to you in this season, he's going to make you forget all the pain. And, well, the church hurt me and the bank hurt me and that recession cost me. And you're going to stop talking like that because you're coming into a Manasseh season where you're going to forget all the trouble you were in because you're going to understand the authority and the favor you walk in. You say, I don't care what they said about me. I don't care if they don't like me. I don't care what they said about me 10 years ago. I don't care if they took my parking spot. I don't care if they were abusive 30 years ago, I don't need to go through any more sozo because I'm getting sozoed by the Lord and I'm stepping into my destiny because I am coming into a Manasseh season. And after you come into your Manasseh season, I'm telling you, this is what the Lord told me to come and tell you. After you come into your Manasseh season, you come into the second season, which is upon you today. And that is the season of Ephraim. What is Ephraim? God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. You see, you had to go through the suffering so you could become fruitful. Don't you understand the reason why the election went the way it went was so you wouldn't have an arrogance, but you would go to God and say, he's made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. When they said we were a minority, we became the majority. Why? Because there was a transfer of power that took place in the nation when we actually took seriously our call and our destiny and we didn't allow anybody, no party, no weapon, not one thing they said stopped me from my destiny. Why? Because God's made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. It doesn't matter what they told me. It doesn't matter the doctor's report. It doesn't matter about my MasterCard bill. God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. And when you come to your Ephraim season, when you come to the place that you start to realize, oh boy, the pits were bad, but I'm on a journey and my, my family betrayed me and they, they sold me. And when you start to understand that favor is a journey, that favor is a journey, you see, you understand, watch, watch me. He had family and he was favored by his brothers and he got a coat of many color and then his brothers didn't like that. But then his father really shone on him and said, I love you, Joseph, you're amazing. Then his brothers sold him. Oh, but it looks better. They got him, they, he was bought. Why well, he got to Egypt, now he's a slave. Oh, but look, he's being in charge of the master's household. Falsely accused, in prison, oh, I'm still alive, can't keep me down. Oh boy, in prison, the baker forgets about him. 
Oh, don't you worry. I'll get you out of here. I'll tell the king. Forgets about him. Do you feel forgotten? Has people made promises to you? Are you still waiting for your boat to come in? All of a sudden now, he's and gets a signet ring. A slave getting the signet ring. What in the world is going on? There's a transfer of favor. There's a transfer of power. Why? All along, God's making a crown of favor that you get to wear. So he goes in the pit. Life couldn't get worse. But when you start to embrace your pit, you realize the palace is as close as ever before. And you start to walk a little differently. You don't walk with your head down anymore. Oh, nobody knows the pain I'm in. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever. Will, are you kidding me? Grow up. Start operating like you're still in the pit. That you're still locked up somewhere. That you've been forgotten. Okay, here's the deal. People don't like you. The devil don't like you. It's always going to be that way. It's not going to change. Nobody's going to tell you any different. You were probably born with a disadvantage. You had to work hard all your life. But that's not going to change. It's not going to get easier until you start operating as the child of God that you actually are. And you stop worrying about what other people have got to say. And you start fixating on what God says about you. Now you come into a season of Ephraim. It's because God's made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. 45, and we'll close in three. Ephraim, Ephraim, God's made me fruitful in the land of my suffering so that I'm called to Canada, even though it's been hard. Even they said ministries can't make it. Even though they said, well, you can't plant a church in that city. You're never going to make it. They told me when I planted my church in Kelowna, oh, it's going to close in six weeks. They told me you can't, you wouldn't, you shouldn't. I say, I shall, I will, and I'll overcome. I changed my vocabulary. People say, well, what are you going to do when the recession comes? I said, that's easy. We're not participating. Bill and I. Here's the real truth. Here's the, you want to know the truth? The only way I start participating is if you all start participating because you affect me. Because you see, ministry isn't some island unto itself. The truth is in Canada, as goes you, so goes the church. Why? Because we are controlled by the people that make us. And there is a shift that is coming where you are not going to operate by your emotions anymore. You're going to operate in the truth of the word and the truth will set you free and you won't have to be in bondage anymore. Genesis 45, verse 2. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm Joseph, baby. Oh, you thought you killed me. You thought just because you took away the coat of many colors that I was done. You thought because you sold me I was a no, no. I am Joseph. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Well, I'm hurt and I'm broken and I'm tired and I'm sick and my husband's mean to me. That's not who you are. Those are symptoms. And we can fix symptoms with the word. Who are you? I am Joseph. But his brothers were not able to answer him. No kidding. Because they were terrified in his presence. You, you Joseph? 
you, you in charge around here, Joseph? You, you, you big Joseph? Isn't it funny how your enemies always come back when you've prospered? Why, God's texting your heart. It's a test for you, not them. People leave your church and then they come back. Oh, I, I guess the grass wasn't greener on the other side. <laughs> and they come back and Joseph says, I am Joseph. And they're going, bah, he knows. And Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. I'm like, he's going to get him. If I was Joseph, he's going to get him. He's going to bam. Yeah, you're like, there you go. You take that. He says, come close to me. Now, if I was a brother, I'd be like, oh, this is close enough. <laughs> and they come close. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, here it comes. Get him, guards, take him away. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourself for selling me here. Highlight it, scratch it, sniff it. Because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Verse 6, here it is. But for two years, now there's been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there was no plowing and reaping. Verse 7, but God. Somebody say, but God. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth. And to save your life by a great deliverance. So then, somebody say, so then. It was not you who sent me here to be a father to Pharaoh, but God. And he has made me the father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household, and ruler over all of Egypt. How does a slave boy come into the ruler of all of Egypt? Because he didn't let his character go and he accessed the realm of favor because he kept sowing into his destiny. And when he kept sowing into his, it proportionately acquired to him this level of portal of favor that is rightfully yours today. Now, you have to understand when you actually study Egypt today, the reason why Egypt is as blessed as it is financially when you look at the history books is because of the great transfer of wealth that the Egyptians call it. When Joseph was in power and the famine hit all the other nations, they came to Egypt. You can study this. They came to Egypt and they bankrupted their nation so they could get food because their people were starving. And Egypt today is prosperous because of Joseph. Oh, how the church could be the key to the prosperity of the nation. Oh, how God is looking for the few Josephs to be activated now more than ever before so they would come into a destiny that's rightfully theirs, so they could shift economy and society, so they could become the ruler over Canada. People get afraid when I use that word. People don't like it, but I'm telling you, I'm called to be a ruler over Canada. I'm called to be a ruler over my province. I'm called to be a ruler over my city. But God's looking for a few more rulers. He's looking for a few more people who would access their dimension of favor, who would access their dimension in their portal to say, I believe that I'm coming into a new season. I believe that the Joseph's anointing is on my life. And I believe that everything's about to change. Why? Because I'm tired of living how I've lived. Some of you are sitting at Burger King trying to afford the Whopper Wednesday when God has a keg table ready for you. 
And you're like, no, no, I like my Whopper. It's self-filling. It goes right through you in half an hour. What are you talking about? Some of you have been playing with your favor. Using God whenever you need him. But the truth is, God wants to work with you. He's looking to dream with you. He's looking to come alongside of you. And all it takes is you coming into your season of supernatural favor. And the Lord told me this morning to come here and unlock the portals of favor over this city and this region and over your life because there are Josephs among you that have yet to arise. I want to do something that I feel is very significant prophetically. I'm going to pray over you. But I want to receive an offering this morning. I want to receive an offering to unlock the portals of favor over your businesses, over your marriages, over your finances. Here's the deal. If you feel manipulated in any way, I do not want you to give. I don't need your money. I'm independently wealthy. I don't need your money. I'm not here for that. I'm here because I believe that you need money. And you need favor. And your business needs it. And I'm here to unlock something over your life. This is a faith offering. Listen to me before you do anything. A faith offering is very unique. Why? Because according to your faith, let it be done. Some of you, your faith is for a dollar. You can sow a dollar and not feel anything. Some of you, it's $1,000 and it's very costly and you're sweating about it. I know that. I live there. The Lord told me this morning, John, you're going to sow a very generous seed this morning because I believe that I'm supposed to unlock a new portal of favor over my life. Now, here's the deal in a faith offering. And listen to me. I'm not, I don't want to be offensive to you, but I'm going to be. If you don't have faith for the level of favor that we're all believing God for, I'm going to ask you not to contaminate the offering. Please don't give. Keep your 20 bucks. God bless you. Why? Because there's many of us that are going after new realms of favor, and we're corporately putting our seed together, and we're activating the unlocking with our seed, because what we sow is what we're going to reap. We're unlocking a destiny over our lives that nothing, that's not about, well, I have faith for, you know, here's 20 bucks. No, even if you're called, some of you, 20 bucks is a, is a big sacrifice. It's about, are you stepping out in faith? Because if you step out in faith, God will supply. And we're pulling corporately together our anointing and our authority to call forth the breakers anointing over this atmosphere. We're not just saying, well, we need money. This isn't about that. This is about some of you need to actually physically see favor shift into your favor. You need to see it come. You need to see it in your business, in your marriage, in your finances. And the only way I've known to do that all my life is by sowing. And when you sow, you're going to reap. Some of you need to sow from your business. You need to sow from your ministry, from your church, of your pastors. You need to sow from you personally. I know one guy, who, he, he literally, he flies to my meetings just to sow into the meeting. He's a businessman. When he first came to me, he said, John, I, I don't know. I've never done this before, but I feel like I'm supposed to give $20,000 from our business to you. And I said, well, that's up to you and the Lord. He says, okay. So we gave $20,000. The next week, I get a phone call. It says, John, um, can you go to the Kelowna airport? There's a private jet flying in that wants to meet with you. So I get in the car. I'm thinking, who is coming to see me? It's Bill Pranker, you know. So I, <laughs> I go to the airport, and this private jet flies in. I get in the jet. He says, I'm just stopping over on my way to Denver. But I had to come and drop off my tithe check of $100,000. Yeah. 
He says, ever since I started sowing into your ministry, my business has been exploding. Why? He says, because I gave in a faith offering. I didn't give because I had to or because you forced me to, but because I corporately pulled my faith together. I have tons and tons of testimonies of that. Some of you need to sow a significant seed. God's telling you right now, and you've got to be obedient. It's not about the amount. It's about obedience. Some of you, you're like me. You know, when I gave my first big seed, my hand was shaking so hard, and it wasn't the prophetic kind of way. You know, it was because it was scary. But I was obedient, and God blessed me. So, Father, right now, if you need an offering, the ushers are going to come. Father, as we sow into this faith portal to activate supernatural favor over our finances, God, I thank you for a release now in Jesus' name of the portal. And as they present their offering before you, as they sow into this atmosphere, God, I thank you that there's a shift that's happening even right now. Everything's about to shift. God, some of them even now, you're saying, no, you're supposed to give this. You know, you're supposed to give that. Father, right now, we thank you for obedience of your people as we step into your destiny destiny and together we call forth an activation of the glory realm over our finances that as we sow into this offering portals are being released right now father we thank you that everything is about to shift into our favor in jesus name you come on up and bring your seed before the lord i'm going to pray over the offering quickly come thank you lord we did all that without a keyboard thank you lord you come. If you don't have faith for it, it's okay. God bless you. There's no offense. Nobody's counting. Writing a check, it's payable to be a hero. Thank you, Lord. Just write it down on the... Yeah, and then we'll pray over it. Thank you, Lord. How many feel it right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I didn't announce this at the beginning, but after this service, right away, I have a free lunch for 50 people, free, 50 people, um, because I am going to be sharing about my Reformation Academy that I have, and uh, I, I'm, I can only take 30 students, so not everybody can, you know, that wants to sign up can come in, but I have 30 spots open for my Reformation Academy. I want to do a free luncheon so I can talk with you, I can share the heart of what we're doing, and it's for those that feel called to be mentored by me and trained by me over the next two years. It's a, it's an, it's a mentorship that I do for two years to see an activation over your finances, your health, your wealth, your prosperity, your soul, and uh, it's only for 50 people. So if you want to go to that, I need you to go to the back of the room and uh, tell them, and they'll direct you, but I can only take 50, so please, you know, uh, don't all barge you, but it's free lunch for you, and I want to I see you come into your destiny. I wanna, the Lord told me this year, John, you're going to mentor more people than ever before, so they come into their destiny and their calling. And that's what I feel commissioned by the Lord to do. Father, we thank you so much as people still are bringing their seed. Father, I thank you that the seed that we are sowing is significant of the faith that we are believing. God, I thank you for the increase right now in Jesus' name. That, Father, as we've sown, we're asking now for the double portion to be released over our businesses, over our homes, over our families. God, I thank you that some of us have sown a great seed, Father, a sacrificial seed. God, I'm asking right now for the portals of heaven to be open, that things would shift into your favor. Father, I thank you that we are coming into alignment with your word and with your will. Stretch forth your, your, your faith and your arms. Father, right now, as this seed signifies so much in your glory realm, I'm asking for a release. A release now, God. You quickly come. I'm not done yet. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, I feel fire on my hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Rosoko no no namba. 
Some of them are at the sewing machine. You keep lining up. It's okay. We'll wait for you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, thank you. Stop there for a second. The Lord told me you're activating a new realm. There's a new realm. You're coming into a favor, even over your business. Is it a business? ministry, that there's a shift coming to you, that even now there's a double portion being released to you. Father, right now, as he has sown a, whoa, the Lord says, get ready for the days that are coming, the days of glory that are coming, for you are called to prosperity in your core. The Lord says, watch your words, watch your words, watch your words, for your words are affecting your destiny. Father, I call forth an alignment right now in Jesus' name, fire now, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It feels good in here. This is the atmosphere you lose weight in. The glory realm. Where's Shauna? Come on up here, my dear. I have a word for you. Stretch forth your hands to her. She's my friend. I met in Kelowna. She started our whole new season. But I, all the way as I was flying here, I had a word for you that I saw in the spirit. The Lord says, you are coming into a season of Ephraim where God is making you fruitful in the land of your suffering. And there is new portals being opened up over you in this season, the Lord says. Even now there are new portals. There's new um, development inside of you yet to come forth. For the Lord says, your spirit is pregnant again. It is pregnant again. It is time to be released because you're about to give birth again. And you are still called for a movement, a movement, a movement. And the Lord says, I still have the nation written on your heart. I have not forgotten the call and the gift that you possess. But the Lord says, even what you've been through in this season is not enough to keep you from your call and your destiny. For the nation is written on your heart. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. But the Lord says, you are a mother of faith in Canada. The Lord is calling you to greater levels. The Lord is calling you to greater realms. It's time to preach again. It's time to preach again. For out of your belly will faith flow in this season. For there is a relief least coming to you in this day of your womb being activated in the spirit again to dream. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you right now for what you're doing in this place. We ask you now, precious Jesus, come in your alignment power and set your people free. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Two o'clock, we are back here and we are doing a session at two o'clock with a panel. It's going to be phenomenal. What is God doing? What is he saying? And what does it have to do with you? Two o'clock, we're going to be doing that. Seven o'clock tonight, Bill Prankard giving the word of the Lord. And I don't know of a better preacher in my life. That it's one of my, he's one of my favorites. So you want to be here for that. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, I'm going to be talking about increase is not an accident. I'm going to be laying hands on every single person for an impartation. So bring your friends because it's going to be a full house and I'm going to be activating you that I'm right off to the airport. And then Heidi Baker tomorrow night. Have you heard of Heidi Baker? She's a dear, dear friend of ours and we support her ministry. Uh, probably actually build most of her orphanages for her. But she's, uh, she's faithful. She's faithful, and, and she's coming into a new season. And you'll see that. I believe that Sunday, Saturday night, there's going to be a release for that. Amen? Amen. I'll pray for you. 50 people for the luncheon. God bless you. You are dismissed. We'll see you in the luncheon for the Reformation Academy. Go with God because he goes with you. Amen?